0: This is Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavali and Lawrence Mooney. Our Santa Santa this Christmas with an amazing experience from redballoon.com.au.
1: Ed Cavali and Lawrence Mooney with you for Triple M Summer Breakfast. Yes, we're doing it for redballoon.com.au. Myself, mm. Ed, hello to
2: you, Moon Man. Hello, Ed, and how do you do, sir? It's good. It's good to be here, isn't it? Yes. Mm.
1: <laughs> we're away. So, so much on the show today. Uh, it's t- chock-a-block. It is chock-a-block. Looking towards the first test, we're going to speak to Ian Healy. Uh, Heels. Yeah, we speak to Ian Healy, a very emotional first day, uh, the test in Adelaide. So we'll have a chat to Heals. Got a brand new segment called Voice Change Mystery Guest.
2: And what happens there?
1: Oh, I'm glad you asked. We get a... Now, Rosie, who is obviously working the desk and doing everything here, mm-hmm. the look she just gave me then when I said mm-hmm. voice change, it is the hardest move in radio. What you do is you get a guest in, you change their voice through the desk. You then people have to guess who it is. Oh. You win a sweet... Don't be like that, Rosie. Is that
2: why that guy over there is in the voice change mystery booth? That's exactly why he <laughs> why, lives why in does the he have to, Why does he have to be naked?
1: Uh, that is just... That's his choice,
2: right? Okay, that is. It's not choice. part of the voice change. No, no, he's okay. just an NRL footballer looking for a good time. <laughs> is it, why is there a police car in the voice change mystery booth? That is just his rider. That is what he demands. If I you look- were urinating in the street Ed, mm-hmm. and there was a police car there, mm-hmm. would you be magnetically attracted to maybe do a little bit of wee on it? No, I wouldn't, <laughs> Lawrence. Me, <maybe. laughs> I, I would. Almost- I, I would think. Come on. Just for the pure yes. anti-authoritarianness of it, just to give it a bit of whoop hey, <laughs> a bit of wee-wee on the police car.
1: <laughs> and on that classy note, we say good morning to you also. Have you ever successfully gone bananas at your boss? But in a moment, I am absolutely furious. Furious. It is well known that you can just do nothing and get on television. That mm. is well known. But there was a guy who promised to get eaten by a snake. Live on television, I thought.
2: Finally, swallowed whole by an anaconda.
1: Finally, a challenge on the block I can get involved in. But this was his own program on Discovery. What he did instead was an outrage. <gasps> Details in a moment.
2: You're angry, Ed. I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether, whether I've ever seen you this angry. I'm furious. You're furious because
1: me, I like so like millions and millions of other people around the world was excited by Paul Rosolie documentary, I'm doing air quotes on that, eaten alive. Now, normally a documentary, it's like, if you turn on the History Channel, they're like, oh, Hitler's hubcaps. Oh, it's something else about, you know, World War II. That's normally what it is. Bore and it. you see what the show
2: promises. Mm.
1: Discovery Channel got, nah, this guy's going to do something different. He planned, he got in a suit, he made this little suit of armor with air, and he was going to get eaten alive
2: by an anaconda. Biggest snake in the world. In the Amazon Native to South America Well, good so you, right? well done You've yeah. read the Wikipedia Congratulations yeah. So uh, he gets inside there And then what? No no he gets inside the suit No no but he, he plans to get inside the snake Yeah And tell us what it's like Inside <laughs> the anaconda Why couldn't he just go into one of their shops And buy a two man tent I don't think it requires the same level of
1: dedication <laughs> So it was built up and built up and built up. It was two hours live. It was a two-hour special. And I could, it was the first time it's ever
2: been done. No one's ever done live inside a snake before. More teasing than the entry into the big, ho- uh, the big brother house.
1: Exactly. Goodness knows I wouldn't mind an <laughs> anaconda let loose on a couple of those cats. So gets himself down. Head first, and I'm thinking, here we go. A a television first. They tried it on Hey Hey, but the snake rejected Daryl. So (laughs) finally, (laughs) he gets in, and then this happens.
0: Guys, my face is down. I can't feel my arms. She's squeezing blood. Snake's got him on the head. Oh, you okay? You guys need to get in here.
2: Okay, he wants us to
1: come in. Well, My arm's This thing's
2: gonna
1: break. Okay, okay. We're we're going, we're Gave up. The snake barely had him by the head. And oh, yeah. what a shock. The anaconda was trying to kill him and constrict his movement and break his arm. And he. <laughs> Checked out.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> I'm inside a snake. Yeah, but the anaconda was about to crush his skull. Yes, live on telly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Live on telly.
2: But the show's called Eaten Alive, not Eaten Dead after my skull was crushed. No, Eaten Alive ends up dead. That's the promise inherent in this program. Now, I have seen you angry, not this angry, but uh, this this morning you came and you said, I'm going to show this guy how it's done. I'm going to find a snake. I'm going to get it to eat me alive. I'm getting inside a snake. And and we did that earlier today. And you successfully made it in.
1: Yes, good morning, Mooney. I am coming to you live from inside a snake.
2: It sounds very exciting. What's it like in there?
1: It's not bad. It's not bad, actually. It's a lot roomier than most one-bedroom flats in Sydney. And a lot cheaper. There's plenty of free mice to eat. Well, they're half digested, so I guess half the job's done. Not bad.
2: So tell us... What are you planning to do?
1: Yes, mate, I'm planning to uh, stay here for a couple of weeks and then hopefully just uh, nature will take its course and I will emerge
2: from the other end. Back to you. So that was Ed coming to us live from inside a snake. Successfully regurgitated. Thank uh, you and here I am. Yes. That
1: video's up on the Triple M Facebook page. Yep. It's a little bit like that bit in uh, Ace Ventura 2 with the rhino, with Jim Carrey, <laughs> the end of it at least. Never <laughs> felt
2: better. You are. You're looking good. Thanks, it's good mate. for your skin. It's that in it's, inside. Yeah. Is that being, oil of yule? Yeah. No, that's snake. It's digestive juices of anaconda. So Paul Rossellini. Yep, you're on the list, mate. Yeah, you are. You are on. The on list. You are
1: dead set on the list, mate. Next yeah. time, get inside that snake. Die
2: like a man. I've got something very personal I want to share with you, Ed. Um, mm. and, and this is serious. I feel like I'm turning into a girl. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm saying this in all seriousness, and I need you no, guys not tell. to snicker.
1: No, I'm not snickering. I can see your breasts from here. No. They are larger than the last time I saw you. No. Have you had them? Is that natural, or have you had some work done?
2: I haven't had You've work done. You've gone to a full C. Listen, I, I'm not... I'm down lousing you as we speak. I'm not a, I'm not a prepubescent speak. girl. I'm just turning into... I think I'm turning into a woman, and I'll tell you why. Ed, I uh, have announced that I think I'm turning into a woman. Yep. And... I am
0: a woman. Yep.
2: And uh, in numbers too big to ignore, I might say too. Yep. Listen, I've always observed the world of women with some envy. I think yeah, that, mainly
1: through magazines and then the internet. Yeah, I think <laughs> Fire that women a trench coat have a lot of things.
2: They have some good stuff going on. They have the good underwear. Yeah, it's comfy. They have the big I purses. See, it's question. handy. Yeah. Um. But I, am I've always been a little bit weight conscious. Uh I, you I've, haven't. <laughs> I've well, I've. I've carried a bit of weight, and yeah. so I've uh, been a bit weight conscious. Yeah, fat and, guy. Yeah, fat guy. Thanks. <laughs> thank you very much. But I've I've started to notice what women do, and that is they they starve themselves. And Whoa, uh, really, yeah, a lot of women do in order to stay trim. And I shouldn't. Thought, I'm going to no. Well, I'm I'm a comedian. I'm not a dietary expert, so I don't take this to heart. Everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, I'm not giving advice here, but I decided to. And I got off the carbs for November. Oh, bread, pasta, you know? rice. I started to shed weight mm. and I like it. And oh, so I thought you were about, just because looking at you, I thought you were just about to start. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, the first four or five, you notice. Yeah. The next four or five, somebody else notices. They notice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so that's what I'm working up to. So how much have you, you lost? How much have you lost? I've lost five kilos. I've lost. I am woman hear me From Well, done. well 4, done, madam. Yeah, to 90.4 That's 4. well done, mate. Yeah, okay. Are you noticing Thanks. it around the pant? I am noticing it around the pant. Mm. It feels good. I I, I move better. Mm. I, feel, I it's easy to put on socks. Oh, that's the that's ain't the that big the truth. That is the big thumbs ain't that
3: up. The truth. Yeah. I so one thing those
1: Victoria's <laughs> models,
2: secret models are known for, it's the ease with which they put on a sock. But, you know, I think it's a Kate Moss quote, which is Uh-oh. nothing, no, no, nothing feels as good as somebody telling you that you look good. No, no, no,
1: no, that's not the quote. What's Even the quote? I know this nothing tastes as good as skinny feels.
2: Okay. I am so you know, I know I've, I've, I've know flushed that. you out. That's right. Nothing, I know that that's one. It. Nothing feels... I got it wrong here. Nothing tastes yeah. as good as skinny feels. Yeah. And you look around and you see not just Victoria's Secret's models and Kate Moss and, mm-hmm. and you know, famous actresses, mm-hmm. but a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And the moment I have said this to women, I'm actually kind of starving myself at the moment. Oh. They've immediately gone, welcome to my world. And there's been an immediate entree, a bit of trust. Oh. And then they tell me about their their worlds. And Rosie.
0: I am woman. Now, hey.
1: is this resonating with you, Rosie? Is he on the money here? I eat like a horse. See that? Hey, yeah. Is that the expression? No, right. it is, and she's trim a as. A
2: horse. Yeah, but you've got the metabolism. Some women haven't. What are you trying to get down to? I would like to be a perfect number, and, and this is another thing. A lot of women have got a perfect number. Yep. That's true. Okay, yeah, that's true. I reckon mine's, uh, mine's 88. 88. Yeah, 88 kilos. And what are you at the moment? I am 90.4. All right. I'll Have I weighed myself every morning for the last decade? Yes. And has the number always been the same? Yeah. Like Sam Simmons in Problems, I stand on the scales and I go, no, nah, shit. And then, and then the day starts on a downer.
1: We'll be helping you all the way, buddy. We're you. with you
2: on your journey into felt womanhood. All yeah, right? Thank you. The
1: sisterhood is behind you. Congratulations.
2: There's a story coming out of Canberra, Ed, that Julie Bishop, our foreign affairs minister, went bananas at the prime minister, yeah, her boss. Uh, she wanted to go to the Peru climate summit, did. and uh, Tony said no. They, well, the climate's fine. Mm, it's awesome. Why, yeah, it's awesome. Why what, How many to the days
1: of uh, thunderstorms Sydney had in the row? Se- eight. Seventy-five. Yeah, eight. Or something? Yep.
2: Yeah, um, full on thunderstorms. But anyway, climate—it's not changing. Um, so Julie. She went behind his back, said to all the other ministers, I want to go. Mm. And uh, Tony said, all right, I'll, you can go, mm. little lady. If but I'm going to send a bloke with you just, to, just to oversee things. Yeah. Andrew Robb, the Minister for Trade. And Julie went bananas. Yes. She, she. she axi- <laughs> actually lost her bananas. Oh, no. is, that, yeah. is that what this was about? Can you pull that down, Rosie, please? Hang on. Jeez no, Louise. It's, that's it's, the whole
1: reason you did this segment, just so you could throw some Gwen no. Stefani at me.
2: <laughs> Who doesn't what love a bit got of some Gwen? some Pitbull in there as well? It's, <laughs> it's all about getting your way at work and going bananas at your boss, taking the initiative. Exactly. And I reckon that it is a brave move. I think she is just... Shining at the moment, Julie Bishop. Really? I think she could be Prime Minister before or two. That's what long. she wants you to think. Before I want to know this. Too long. Oh, now he's live. Now the singing's live. Yeah, the, I'm the, doing a little bit of Paul Kelly. No, the... we'll stick with Gwen Stefani.
1: 13353. Oh, Rosie. We're going to have to pay her in a moment. 13353. Have you gone off at your boss? Have you gone bananas at your boss? How did that turn out for you? Alternatively, are you a boss that's had an employee go bananas at you? How'd that work out? Asking you, have you ever gone bananas at your boss or are you a boss had an employee go bananas at you? All because Julie Bishop, the Mm -hmm. foreign minister, went bananas at the prime minister in front of everybody.
2: Yes, and uh, it's come out of Canberra, and they're kind of hosing it down, but she went bananas, and she got no, her wife Stop it, Rosie. That is the
1: last time. No, no, no. stop it. Stop yeah, yeah. it. We don't have to bananas. hear the whole word. Bananas. Shane, now, Shane. Shane, you're the boss in this situation. What happened, buddy? I am. I was
0: employing a uh, mate's son. Had done for several years. Yeah. Uh, he had a bit of problem with uh, the smoke. Yep. Mm. Uh, he gets, got a bit paranoid at times, but he, even though he was, uh, stoned most of the time, he worked very well. Like But this like particular day.
2: Yeah, they can focus. Yeah. He
0: got, he got a bee in his bonnet and he started getting up in my face. Mm-hmm. So I had words with him and he turned around to me and he said, go on, hit me. Mm-hmm. So it did.
1: Yep, there you Ooh. go. That's bananas for you. That's uh, going bananas might get you a punch in the schnoz. So That's... he went a little
2: bananas and you <laughs> kind of hosed the banana down. And how did it work out, Shane? Is he still working for you, Shane?
0: Oh, no, no. This was many years ago. He, he lasted probably another couple of months and then disappeared. And uh, mm. Mm. not long after that, I got the factory got broken into and only things that Wow, uh, he knew where they were. <laughs> Let's
1: move so, on, there, Shane. We're it sounds like once... a coincidence to me, Shane. A coincidence, if ever I've heard one.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, couldn't prove it. But
1: thank you, Shane. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Now, Sean is here. Now, Sean, we've heard from a boss. Someone went bananas at him. I understand you, the employee that went bananas. What happened?
0: Uh, Working for a road construction company, Uh, I was running a different crew at the time and I noticed some of the young guys, Mm -hmm. like 18, 19, working away and this was um, high pressure plastic, around 240 degrees they're they're putting out and they've got no safety gear, they're using like nylon gloves so I went over there and shut them down on what's going on Mm -hmm. they said the boss man told them to do it otherwise they can walk if they don't like it so I've gone over to him and put it to him, mate, you know young guys yep. impressionable where's yeah. their safety gear yep. mm.
2: safety first
0: um, yeah safety first one. young guys i'll do as they're told and um basically he's told me if you don't like it you can walk as well so yep. i went bananas as you guys <laughs> put it about safety and um Good. quit quit on the spot and he's had his little rant if you guys don't like it you can walk as well yep on the construction side, about
1: 20, 30 meters away, with the work cover officer, yeah, and fa- you're to the whole thing. Fantastic, was priceless. And what? Well, thank you, Sean. You win, Sean. You win, Sean. I win, Sean, and you've won today because you've won a score. Uh, you've scored a pair of Pulse LEDs, LED downlights. But here's the thing: they've got built-in JBL speakers. Bang! Early Christmas present for a safety conscious Sean. Beautiful Bluetooth oh. speakers. Well done, mate. Beautiful. Yeah, well done. Uh, see Lawrence, when some people go bananas, like those two gentlemen at mm. work, it's for safety concerns and for real concerns. Yep. When you go bananas at our producers because your coffee's not hot enough and you throw it at them,
2: well, it is. Uh, it's important that the coffee's hot. Listen, I, I, yeah, that is something I'm, quite. Different. I'm renowned here at the M's for uh, tantruming, aren't I? Just, Just flipping things over,
1: throwing the toys out of the out of the bassinet. Greg, I think it's always already been a wonderful morning this morning. Uh,
2: Greg, it's Lawrence. Oh, it's God, sorry. yeah.
1: I've called you by the wrong name. You know what's yeah. happened. What's happened? Oh, I've caught the same thing that uh, Tony Abbott had when he was speaking to Koshy yesterday in the sunrise.
2: Prime Minister Tony Abbott joins me now. Prime Minister, it's pretty ugly reading these polls this morning. You're now as unpopular as Julia Gillard at her lowest. <coughs> Can you recover? Well, Chris, we wouldn't be the... Sorry, fir- David.
0: We wouldn't be the there first person... There you
1: go. To... Sorry, man. I've just... You know, I see you and I I hear other names. Who did he think you're Chris? Who's ever
2: called Koshy Chris? Well, he might have thought he was talking to Chris Bath. Because there is a confusion on that show how Chris Bath and Natalie Barr both look identical. And their names kind of sound the same. They sound the same. But you can't mistake that high-pitched squeaking voice. Mm. Of Koshy. Of Koshy. It's like a, a particular kind of a bird. That's a...
1: oh hi. Prime
2: Minister. Oh, good on you, Chris. If
1: Ah uh, Chris, <laughs> if, if we let it go, he signs off. Uh, thanks for your time, Prime Minister. Yes, thank you. Sunrise cash cow. So he's really,
2: <laughs> he's really struggling. I'm excited, Ed, because now it is time for the segment that you have a bit of trouble uh, with. It's time for real news with Sarah Fayol, with the support from the reputable sources of the World Wide Web. This is the news you need to know. Sarah, for yours, right. fluff news.
1: Get Sarah, hit what's us with it. What's reputable. trending? What's trending? Quickly, someone tell me what's trending because I care about that. You
4: should care because mm. it's the the new way of the real news. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the first story, and I know this will infuriate you this already. Is, do you
2: know what they call this in the internet world, mm. Ed? They call it clickbait. So <laughs> See, <I'm> you <laughs> like
1: this because you do that communist <laughs> mouthpiece, dirty laundry live mm. on ABC Two. No one's ever seen it. It's taxpayer funded. It's the First thing that Uncle Joe's going to cut, and I ha- and anyway, it's a fun show, but it's all about celebrity. That's why you like it, Sarah. Hit me
2: with clickbait, Sarah.
1: Go. You're
4: visibly upset, Ed. So I might Go. address you, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So you all know about Arizona's very own grumpy cat, who is yeah, worldwide right. famous. Now yeah. he's
1: famous because he's a cat, Correct. That looks like he's frowning, but he's not.
4: Yeah, upside down smiley face. That's his act. on his face. Yep. Yes. Okay. So this grumpy cat, whose real name is Tartar Sauce, doesn't matter what his real name okay, is. Okay, I'm just is telling you, it's him for, I'm giving you context. Go. It's a new story. Yeah. Uh he earned no. one hundred and twenty million. Dollars wow. last year, last, I year. Love that. last year, which meant that the owner of this Hell. cat could quit her waitressing job and live off the proceeds of Grumpy Cat. You know his merchandise, his TV appearances, TV
1: films. appearances. What does he do when he
2: goes on television?
4: He does interviews. I think he was he on an Australian Morning Show, he where he sits there and looks grumpy. I laugh. His signature. Has
2: he got his own YouTube channel? Yeah. His
4: yeah. Grumpy Cat is massive. And also, I'm reading uh, this morning that there's a film, film. coming out of called Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever, and it has been built a cross between Home Alone and Die Hard. Are you kidding?
2: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it has been billed
4: the... by the internet right, as a cross right. between Move Home on. Alone Next and Die one. Hard. Just one thing to final, one final point to finish on with Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat earned $120 million. So yep. to give some perspective give to this, yep. okay, Beyonce earned yeah. $115 million.
1: So Grumpy Cat out-earned Beyonce.
4: Yep. And well, LeBron James back on yep. and Oprah and Jay-Z and Katy Perry and Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow, it's a big deal. So
2: get your pet on the internet. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. okay. There, there we you go. go. Grumpy
1: cat. Everyone, as we speak, people are drawing frowns on cats all over Australia. <laughs> Keep going. People are going
2: to. There's going to be a lot of cats given for Christmas.
4: Um Ed's clearly in a hurry to get this over with, so yes. I'll roll on to the next story, which is the the royals. So the Duchess and uh, the Duke of Cambridge are in New York City. Mm. So people Kate. are lining the street. And Wilson they, Kate. The and Americans
2: love the Royals because they they've do. never had a Royal family and they want one and they shouldn't have had a war of independence. And I saw a
4: reporter last night on the news say, well, so why are you lining up in the street? It's freezing cold. It's snowing. And she said, I just want to get a bit of class, just a bit of class from the Royals. They're so classy. So that was interesting. But they're going to go to Brooklyn and they're going to sit courtside with Jay-Z and Beyonce and watch oh a basketball game.
2: Well, well what it's I've noticed cool. from the footage of the Royal Tour is Bump how watch. bald...
4: Oh, yes.
2: William is. He is, he is profoundly on top, bald. Isn't he? And I reckon he's holding on to the, the ring around the side and he should just get rid Shave of it. it all. off? Yeah. He's not all allowed a good royal rug. He's not allowed to get a, royal, a transplant either. What
1: he wants can, is to get he? the transplant. The two hair transplant leaders in the world Bradley, Bradley Cooper and Matthew McConaughey. <gasps> ah. Unbelievable. Bald men, now long hair. Unbelievable. Google L- that.
4: Long hair is actually a good way to segue into my next internet news story, which is all about Leo DiCaprio and his man bun. Go. That man bun is getting him laid.
2: Yeah, go. You know, <laughs> so because seriously. So he is a founding member of the Pussy Posse. What is uh, that? Right. Which is a bunch of guys <laughs> that just went out and picked up as many girls as they could. On a boat? Tobey Maguire.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: And uh, oh, a bunch probably, of other celebrities. I think he probably <laughs> did better than
1: Frodo. Oh, no, that's not for him. That's <laughs> someone else. No, no, that's the <laughs> other guy. Elijah Wood. Uh, that's the other short one. All right, give us the stat. Yeah, Leo Elijah's DiCap- not a good-looking guy.
4: Leo DiCaprio's had a great weekend by anyone's standards. So he's in Miami, and apparently he has hooked up with 20 women in a weekend.
2: Okay, how yeah. do you feel about that, Sarah Fayol?
4: Oh, uh, I'm indifferent. Yeah. I, I it doesn't affect my day to day life. Good on him, you know. Good on him. Um, but you'd probably want to get a, an, an STD check if you are one of those oh, girls. Don't yeah. be Wouldn't like you? that. Well, it's just a lot of sharing. isn't it, yeah. it is a lot
2: of sharing. There's yeah, a, yeah, and you've got to be you've got to be careful about how many partners <laughs> your partner has. Um, but don't but, you
4: love a man bun? Man buns are so hot.
2: I'm I'm still focused on twenty women in a weekend. Yeah, so, it's right. like, wow, you need your carbs for that though. I
1: couldn't <laughs> You couldn't handle it right I now. Do
2: it, no. <laughs> I can barely stand up. Thank, so
1: that's it. Thank you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Leo that, got twenty women
2: in a weekend. See, if Ed, I, that is if, the
1: news I, you need to know. Say, finally, I, there's a, it's a good
4: it, conversation piece for you and people in the office. And
1: my wife, you'll never Correct. guess what Leo's done on the weekend. Hey, his number. Who feels more special, girl fifteen or sixteen? Well, I don't know. You'll never guess what I just did.
2: <laughs> yeah, I reckon I could. <laughs> Forty-eight hours, twenty women. You do the math,
1: Warren. I think that the main.
2: <laughs> My name's Lawrence. I know it sounds like Lawrence.
1: My problem is I've been watching the Prime Minister on sunrise and I just can't stop calling people the wrong name. So you don't apologise for anything
2: you've done? You don't apologise for misleading the public and the voters on all the promises you've broken? Well, Chris, uh, uh,
4: Koshi, I I I do
2: not accept... Excellent work from the Prime Minister. Uh, And he didn't even apologise for that. It is he didn't it.
1: There's no apologies. He's
2: like Fonzie from Happy Days. Just all you have to do is say sorry. So, so, so.
1: I can't do it. Just can't do it. And today it starts. I am so excited. The first test against India starts uh, Adelaide Oval today. And, well, one of the greats. Channel 9 commentator. You'll see it all on Channel 9 today if you're not lucky enough to be in the ground. Ian Healy, top of the morning to you, mate.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Absolute picture here in Adelaide. Beautiful oh, blue sky, so good. the day couldn't be better. Excellent.
2: Ian, uh, this must be one of the most significant tests Australia's ever played because of what has happened.
0: Uh, yes, I think so. Um, no one's ever dealt with this before. Um, so they've been through you know, two or three stages of, of grieving and mourning until uh, now, and now there's a few more steps to go. And today being, as you say, a very significant one, There'll be tributes, and there's, uh, they've got Yuzi's they number on their shirts, number 408. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got to cope with that before they get back to normality. So, uh, I, you know, talking to Darren Lehman, he thinks they're going to be very vulnerable around the anthem. So the anthems will happen, and the first hour could be really interesting for the Aussies
1: yeah and have you um being in and around the players and having been in that dressing room as well uh, how much does it help to have you know the eleven twelve thirteen the having the the group there to try and get through you know get through a tough time, be it personally or otherwise when you're out on the ground how much does that help
0: yeah it's it's helping a whole lot they're saying um and you know a I... If a fair percentage of them get the job done, they're, they're a chance of being competitive. Mm. Um, so not much is expected of them, I wouldn't imagine. Although they, they keep saying, no, we're right. We're, we're going to come hard. We're going to game on right from the word go. We're going to be normally aggressive and, and take them on. So, but but every player that I've spoken to has said, you know, being in uh, the camp together has been excellent. Um, now that that raises concerns for the ones who aren't in this camp. You know, there, yeah. there's plenty of cricketers around the country that have been super affected. So we've just got
2: to be careful of all them. That's true. Yeah. Um, the the toss is obviously very important today. So how do you see the uh, the first day panning out in terms yeah, of cricket? The,
0: the, the wicket looks fantastic, and the, and the, the practice wickets have been really green, and which mm. for the, for those uneducated cricketers, mean, the ball does yeah. plenty, and yeah. so they've been. They're not only coping with the pace of the fast bowlers right. and who are practising their short balls every now and then, but right. the, the ball's been swinging and seaming. So the the, the test pitch is going to feel like concrete, I reckon. Wow. So they'll be re- really well prepared. I, I'd like to I'd like to hope that Australia lose a toss and they just get told what they're going to do um, because they're yeah. going to be. Both batsmen and bowlers in that first hour going to struggle. So, um, but, but I think it's a win the toss and bat first pitch by the sound of it.
1: All right, Ian Healy, mate. If you're not unlucky enough to be in the ground, as we know, we will be watching it uh, on Channel Nine all morning. Our best of luck to all the, all the cricketers uh, who are out Absolutely. there today. And Heels, mate. We look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks for your time, buddy.
0: No, I said bye.
1: And it is time for the start of a brand new segment here. It is called Voice Change Mystery Guest. Now, the way this works, Moon, is that we use the old voice changer here that we have at the radio station. Mm. and then, But people have to call. So, 13353, if you'd like to play, you get to ask our guest, our voice change mystery guest, one question, and then you have a guess at who they are. If you get it right, you get a fantastic Lawrence Mooney, Ed Cavalier, Triple M Summer Breakfast Prize from our prize pack, which is fantastic. I hear you saying, Mooney. But does the voice changer work? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Because here it is being applied to you apologising for urinating on a police car.
2: do dumb thing to do, but I really want to emphasise the fact that I didn't intend to disrespect anybody and I definitely didn't do it on the car.
1: So if you didn't know, you'd think that was Greg Bird.
2: <laughs> yes, but that was actually me because yeah. uh, I went into the voice change booth
1: where our mystery guest is right now.
2: Yes, naked.
1: Uh, yeah, he is new, and That's his choice and that's fine. So 1-triple-three-five-three if you'd like to have the first question for the first ever time we play Voice Change Mystery Guest. Lawrence Mooney, the debut of a fantastic new segment called Voice Change
2: Mystery Guest. And we're looking forward to... Don't introduce the mystery guest because no, the uh, the callers have to guess. Yeah, but You've got one guess each. There's been a problem. One question, rather.
1: The voice changer that we used on you earlier to make you sound like Greg Bird Mm -hmm. uh, apologizing for urinating on a police car has broken. So I'm sorry, mystery guest. You're going to have to change your own voice live. So don't use your real voice. Can you please uh, just give us a quick introduction to your voice you're going to be using for this? Hello. Perfect. So that (laughs) is not Prince William. That is someone. Okay. Dean's up first. Dean, you get one question to our voice change mystery guest, and then you get to have a swing at who it is. Take it away, Dean.
0: Hello there. Hello. Is the mystery guest from Victoria. Hello. Uh, yes. Yes, I am.
1: Okay. There you go, <laughs> Dean. And who do you think it is?
0: Far out Sherlock Holmes. I haven't got a clue. Sherlock
1: Holmes is incorrect, but <laughs> yeah, thank you for
0: playing, Dean.
2: He's, in fact, from Baker Street, London, Sherlock Holmes.
1: So. <laughs> Andrew, uh, Andrew's up next. Andrew, your question for our voice change mystery guest.
2: Andrew. Oh,
1: I like it, Andrew. He's already been freaked out by the voice. Hey, Greg, what is your question for our voice change mystery guest?
3: Hello, um, Mr. Mystery Guest, are you a sporting personality? Uh, I wouldn't call myself a sporting personality, but uh, I I do enjoy uh, watching and doing uh, certain programs about sport. Uh, (laughs) Okay, Greg, any ideas?
0: Um,
2: Have a go, Greg.
1: Not bloody mato, is it? It's not bloody
2: Marto. No, no,
1: it's not, it's not Marto. bloody Marto. No, not former. world Hates Wallaby the man. Marto. Hates the man. Oh, there we go. Uh, so he hates Marto. That uh, doesn't narrow it down to anyone. Thank you, Dave. All right, how about Jeff? This is really not, this is this harder is than it sounds. Jeff, your, uh, is this is what we know. Our voice change mystery guest is clearly not English from his voice. He's also <laughs> from Victoria, and he's not a former sports person, but he enjoys watching sport and doing a program about sport. So what is your question for our voice change mystery guest?
0: Um, are you a comedian that's
3: done an act at Darcy's pub? A, a what? pub?
0: A,
1: a, a comedian
3: that's done a gig at a, uh, the, a, the Darcy's the pub. pub? No, no, a Darcy's pub. No, no, no. I'm not a. I'm not a. What you call a stand-up comedian? But oh, uh, but are you a comedian in general? I uh, well, I, I I like to write comedy. I like to write comedy. And okay. Perform every now and again. Jeff, take it away. Who is this person? Ah, uh, the dude that does Russell Coit, but I can't even his He's, oh, he's no. a friend of mine,
1: <laughs> He's not Glenn Robbins, but he is a friend. He is of a he... friend of mine, and I he was is. involved in that show. Oh, he was involved in Russell Coit. Okay, we are getting <laughs> I'll close. I can guess this, Because my throat is starting <laughs> to hurt. <her. laughs> we got to come back. One triple three five three. the game is voice change mystery guest
2: what do we know so far
1: from victoria a comedian that's friends with uh, glenn robbins he is he doesn't
2: like motto but it's not him it's also he's also uh, he's from victoria a, he's not a sporting he's not a sportsman no. but he loves to watch sport and does a program
1: about, about sport. sport and i'm going to double the prize this is too hard Voice change mystery guest. We've got a guest mm. in the studio. Get on with it. He's changed his own voice because <laughs> the machine's broken. Your chance on 13353 to win a fantastic prize. You ask him a question. Then you have a guess who it is, Moon. Give us a clue.
2: Okay. Uh, well, we know a little bit about Victoria, him already.
1: Comedian, mm. not Glenn Robbins. And... Not, a,
2: not a sportsman, but a sports watcher. Yep. Has a program. Uh, belongs to a uh, organization mm-hmm. uh, that carries a dog breed.
1: Wow. There oh. we go. Roop. Oh, Matt, Matt, how, your, what is your question for our voice change mystery guest?
3: Oh, mate, is he a Hawthorn supporter? No, I, I, I believe I don't bang for the mighty Hawks. Uh, I no. for, I, I, can't you tell that I'm from Collingwood? Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> who do you think ah, it is, Matt? He's a, power, he's, a, he's a pie supporter. Uh, he might need to go to the dentist. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how how uh, not Have a guess, who? Not Peter Rose, Not Peter no, Rose, sorry Rosie. about oh, that. No. We move to Pat. Pat, you're in the box seat here. What is your question for the voice change mystery come on, guest? Pat,
0: come on, Pat. Mate, just wondering whether or not he's punched a cab lately. Oh, oh no.
2: no. No, no. No, it isn't me, Pat. It's uh, <laughs> it's definitely a guest.
1: Have a guest, Pat.
0: Who do you think it is? Uh, I, I had Lawrence down, unfortunately,
1: boys. No, mm. but Lawrence is here. He can't be the guest <laughs> as well, Pat. We're not that good. All right, fair enough. Let's go to Joe. We might be on till four o'clock in the afternoon. Joe, your good question? You go on, mate. Yeah, good night. Who have a, have a question?
3: Um, my question is, what's your full name? Oh, wow. that's you know, I'm afraid I can't answer that one. Joe, have <laughs> oh, a.
0: Sp- hey, you, that, you didn't speculate
3: the rules. So no that's
1: I my d- question. No, I, we didn't speculate. I
3: reckon Joe's on to something. <laughs> right go on, on
1: <laughs> say your full name.
3: It begins with. Well, my first name is Santo.
1: <laughs> Joe, his first name Santo. Think of all the Santos you know. <laughs> Santo oh, Claus. Yeah.
0: I uh, know it's a down to none. Joe, oh, so right. you got From there, I love it.
1: I love track. it. We've chosen the wrong <laughs> guest. <laughs> Jason, his first name is Santo. Who is our voice change mystery
2: guest?
0: Santo Calaro.
2: Hey! And so you like this take. <laughs> away bumper <laughs> prizes from the prize cupboard. What does Jason take
1: away? Jace, congratulations buddy. You've got the Made in November by Blue Stratos Limited Edition Aftershave. Oh. You've got Thank the you. Ice Box from In Thin Itchy. You can take that.
2: And then the big prize is Mooney, what's he got? He has got the Family Feud board game with Grant Denyer on the cover.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Well, have Christmas present. Oh, good on you,
1: good Jace. On you, we Chase. appreciate that. Also, uh, Rosie, the other answer we would have accepted on Twitter
3: was...
4: From Richard Johnson, it's Wayne from St. Albans. We... Hello,
3: am I on... I it, Wayne doesn't work on a microphone. Oh. No, he doesn't. He, doesn't need to, he, he needs to normally on work work the phone. On a phone. Yes. All right, Santo
1: Chilara yes. you are. Yes. It wasn't embarrassing when we gave that first name and he still didn't know who you were. Is that okay? Oh, I'm fine with that. Most of my family are like that. Excellent work. That Most that... people are still convinced I'm Rob Mills. Don't worry. You'll yes. get used to it. When that we happens. come back... We're going to have a
2: proper chat. Yeah, why not? Because you're doing a football show tonight. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you happen to be on. And guess what? I'm a special guest as well. Yeah! Rosie, are you on it? I'll are you on tonight? I'll make tea. It's like we
1: planned it. Almost got to get out of here, but our guest after a wonderful round of Voice Change Mystery Guest is the wonderful Santo <laughs> Chilaro, Total football uh, with myself and some others and Santo and another bloke. Lawrence Mooney's our special guest tonight on your Fox Sports. Check your local guides for details. Mm. We're doing it for redballoon.com.au. But before we let you go, Santo, we were talking about Wills and
3: Kate, the British yeah. royals. They're in New York at the moment. And you said something extraordinary. No, no, my favorite royals are the Italian royals. I didn't even know they had royals. The family. House of Savoy. Ah, It's the House of Savoy. The, it's wow. crackers. They, they, they specialize in crackers. They well, they are crackers at the moment. They uh, they got kicked out when Mussolini got kicked out. They got kicked out. They were disgraced, right. but they still hang around like they're the royal family. But they're not. The, they're not
1: the actual royal family. So they
3: don't. They don't have titles like king and queen or prince. They still and call themselves your royal highness. But no one. Right. Be, you know, do it, they it, wear a sash? They wear a sash. Oh, well, that's how they you know wear you're sash. royal. I met uh, uh, Emanuele Filiberto when hmm. he was uh, he was opening up. He was opening up a shop which sold sold jumpers in Collins Street, Melbourne as an really? official duty. Yeah, because part of his uh, part of the Savoy's in Naples they've got a, a, a jumper making factory. So he came out here. Wow. And uh, actually you can you can I, this is true. Um he, he in two years ago he was on Italian Dancing with the Stars. Wow, there you want a royal on Dancing got. with that the that Stars. That is amazing. Anyway, I wanted him. Well, we would, the, the the British Royals did go on. It's a knockout. Do they really? Yeah, oh, yeah I right. remember, I do remember got that. Got them yeah. involved in that. Mm. Yes, and uh, anyway, so I was uh, we were doing the panel at the time, and yeah. I wanted him to come on the show. It, in fact, it was the it was a Wednesday night. I was at the opening of the jumper shop. <laughs> Just anyway, and he <laughs> I I should I should have brought the jumper. And it's it's this sort of tangerine coloured thing that he mm. gave me. Anyway, I said to him, "Do you want to come on TV?" And he and he looked at me. And he said, why? He goes, oh, I've got a television show. We, we go to air in about an hour's time. Do you want to come? And he looked at me and he said, yeah, but only if, can my girlfriend be on the show? He wanted to impress his girlfriend who was a model. Oh her my name God. is Clotilde. Wait a
1: second, an Italian guy going out with a model? No, nah, you're happen? lying, No, no, Santa, it's true. It happened. You're lying. And
3: so I just said, if you come on, we'll do, do a cutaway of Clotilde. So he walked up to her smiling. It's like, you can be on TV. He did this thing. <laughs> and... This is the cra- so kind of infantile, isn't it? I know, it? but he did it as a king and uh, he ended up uh, getting married. Now she's Her Royal Highness Clotilda, so And the- I reckon I could have been the person who put those two together. That was wow. the clincher. Clotilda sounds like a disease that koalas have. <laughs> Got
2: a bad case of Clotilde.
1: Ch- Santo Chilara That's us. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Tonight, Total Football yes. on your Foxtel. Triple yes. M. <laughs>
2: That was Triple M's
0: Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and Lawrence Mooney. Out Santa Santa this Christmas and find a gift in under two minutes at redballoon.com.au.